Welcome to the Happiness Minute, the podcast exploring the five key aspects of well-being, health, mental, spiritual, financial, and relationships. We're here to guide you on your journey towards holistic happiness, one minute at a time. So today's episode is particularly special as our topic is about resilience and determination. I'm Anna, and this episode is called Vision Beyond Sight, Running a Business with Visual Impairment. We are thrilled to be joined by the exceptional entrepreneur, Anita Barzi. As we converse with Anita, the founder of Motivate Me Tutors, and an independent travel consultant, we'll explore the strategies, triumphs, and invaluable insights that have shaped her business journey. Through Anita's experiences and perspectives, we aim to shed light on the extraordinary accomplishments of those who have turned adversity into opportunity and inspire our listeners. So grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and get ready to be motivated. In just a few minutes, you'll gain a fresh perspective on life and business through the eyes of our special guest, Anita. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And we are now back to a new episode of the Happiness Minute. So today we have the honor of sitting down with a truly inspiring entrepreneur who has not only defied the limitations of visual impairment, but has tried in the world of business. So I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Anita Barzi, the founder of Motivate Me Tutors and an independent travel consultant with the Honeymoon and Holiday Fixer Group. So, Anita, thank you for joining us today in our episode. Your journey is a testament to the incredible possibilities that determination and, you know, in entrepreneurship can have. So, yeah, tell me about more about yourself, uh, Anita. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. It's, an, it's great to be here. Um, so, um, I'm a mum of two. So first and foremost, I'm a mum of two. I've got a five and a seven-year-old. Um, but at the age of 10, I lost my sight and I became visually impaired. Um, and that journey took me on quite a quite a journey, actually. Um, I I always found that I loved, I loved performing arts. So that was what got me through school, was my drama lessons got me through school and, and led me to... Uh, college to do performing arts and then on to university to do a drama degree but I've always had passion for teaching always had passion for teaching um and I went down the path of teaching but I found out quite early on that teaching wasn't really fully for me in the classroom wasn't for me because it it took away my creativity Mm -hmm. um but I also had a passion for travel and I've always thought to myself, well, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to combine what I do and what I enjoy doing teaching? How am I going to do that, but also explore the world of travel um, and, and run some sort of travel business? So, my, you know, I always say that I, I started businesses by accident. And, and that is, you know, I'm not saying that to be funny, but I did. Started businesses by accident. Um, and I guess that's that's pretty much, you know, how I got through. I am. They are, they have both been accidents. I never intended to start a tuition business. That was never my intention. Um, but it was something that I enjoyed doing. And and you know, people kept saying to me, "Why don't you? Why don't you start a business? Why? Why? You know, why are you still in the classroom? Why don't you make this a business?" And that was how my first business was started. And again, with travel, again, that was definitely an accident. Um, very happy accident, but it definitely wasn't something I had intended to do. Um, it was once I had a family, I realized I needed a balance 
you needed to have some sort of work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned like, um, you know, everything happened by, well, by accident in terms of your business. So in terms of that, so what challenges have you faced when you were starting and, you know, when you're starting the business and also running it, especially with, you know, like um, visual impairment? I think, if I'm honest, and I think the biggest obstacle is mindset, has been mindset for me. Um, sometimes we, you know, having a physical, having a, a visual impairment, it, it, there, is, there are lots of challenges, you know, I can't deny that. Um, but one of the things that I found is sometimes I I doubt myself, you know, I doubt myself and um, I've had to really work on mindset and actually believing in myself. And I'd say that's probably been my biggest obstacle is staying on top of my mindset, making sure that I am keeping the vision that I'm that I'm trying to create clear. You know, I have lost sight. That's that is true. I've lost a lot of my sight, but I've still got a really clear vision of how I want my life to look. And when I wake up in the mornings, I, I still say to myself, you know, remember the vision, remember what, how you want your life to look. And that's what I have to keep reminding myself daily, um, because often I, I do want to give up. <laughs> do want, I want to give up because yeah, I want this is too much of a challenge. Um, but I'd say definitely mindset's been my biggest obstacle, if I'm being honest. So in terms of like the mindset, do you have like tools that you use to actually have that very strong and positive mindset? Um, because you know, sometimes, like you said, you feel like it's going up. You feel like your your emotion is up, and then suddenly it goes down. So, how do you manage that? Do you have like certain tools that you use? For it? I would say journaling. Journaling, okay. You yeah, I'm always okay, writing. Cool. Yeah, um, I'd say writing's been like therapy for me. <laughs> writing's been therapy for me when I'm having one of those sort of days. Um, I will write. You know, I will write. Um, most recently, I've come across EFT, okay. um, and that's been really great. Um, I've been following following somebody on YouTube, and that's been really great. Just giving me some, you know, takes takes about five minutes to do, and I've just been doing that, um, and that's been great. Just for self, like just, just reminding me of you know, my self belief and, and that sort of thing. Um, so those have been the two main things, the two main tools that I would use. You mentioned EFT. What does EFT mean? Mm. So emotional freedom technique. Okay. And it's it's literally tapping meridian points on your body, but it's then also using affirmations along with okay, the, with the tapping. And that's been, I mean, that's been a game changer for me. I, I use it with students as well. Um, and it's been it's been a big game changer for me. Okay. So when you say, uh, when, when you use it, uh, do you use it before you do a certain task or when you're feeling down, do you do it that way? Or I'd say I, I probably use it more when I'm I'm not, having a good day but I, there are there are times when I've got the time I'll do it every day I'll do it every day I'll start the day with it okay. yeah yeah so you mentioned you, you said students so I know you're running two businesses so if we talk about the uh, the tutoring side of things um so what sort of things do you help your students with and um what challenges for example that you encounter um when teaching yeah. So I work a lot with um, students prepared for entrance exams. So that could be anything from ICEB, uh, ICEB exams, um, entrance to private schools, um, 11 plus. And it will be, I work mainly with them on uh, for the English component of the exam. Um, and I, I then go further and I work with students um, for interview prep. So I do a lot of work with okay. students on preparing okay. for interview. 
Um, but I think one of the things that I've, I've, I've been doing a lot recently is I've been doing a lot of mentoring with students. So I've had some parents hire me and it's not because they're hiring me for any specific subject. It's literally to support their, their, their child with making sure they're on top of their workload, just making sure that they're setting things like goals and targets and then making them, helping them with accountability. So they'll see me once a week and we'll just go through um, what work what work they might need to hand in. I do this a lot with more with the older students, some more students that are over 15. But this has become really popular. And a lot of parents have approached me for this sort of mentoring program. Um, you were saying what sort of challenges do I have teaching? Yeah. Oh, I think um, I work a lot one-to-one. So I'm able to manage a lot of my uh, obstacles. I would say marking is still, you know, marking work. Marking students' work can sometimes still be a challenge. Um, I do a lot of my work online now. So I guess a lot of my students are, are typing work, which has made it much easier for me. Um, but I guess when I was doing more face-to-face work, you know, people's handwriting, having to having to mark a student's handwriting and you've got a visual impairment can be a nightmare. Can that be an absolute yeah. nightmare? Um and I'd say that was probably the that was probably the one of the biggest obstacles that I had was and even now you know even if somebody writes something I'm like what have they written um, that can be a ni- absolute nightmare um, but there's ways around that you know there's always ways yeah. around um, that um, and because now it's online then at least when they type it's actually on they screen. can type so it yes so it's yeah. easier for you then yeah. yeah so I guess actually being online. That has been made life a little bit easier for me, okay. Uh, because I can use technology to an adva- to my advantage. Yes, of course. Um, and also in your travel business, oh, I love you and me. We both like traveling. You know, if I could, <laughs> if I could have another day job, I'll probably just travel. You know, wherever. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like the, with the travel business, again, that's slightly a different thing uh, from the tutoring business. So, yeah. um, what sort of obstacles do you encounter because to me right to me i think traveling is all about visual you know yes. you see things and you appreciate things so mm-hmm. what sort of obstacles have you encountered with that in terms of running mm-hmm. that business as well yeah i'd say that again um i'd say probably the biggest challenge to me so it's always, it's always great to meet customers and i'm fine with all of that sort of thing meeting customers talking about places but it probably is the admin side of the business. So things like using the CRM. Um, just I think it's, that's probably the biggest issue that I have is using things like CRM. I think technology, again, has been is amazing. You know, I, I couldn't imagine being a travel agent 30 years ago when things were more manual. Um, but now that we're using computers, I've, I've found that that's made life so much easier for me. The biggest challenge is using the CRM. Um, and having to type in things manually, that's probably the biggest challenge that I have as a travel agent. Um, but I think, yeah, technology is, is amazing. It's, you know, there's so much we can use now. Um, you know, I, I sometimes use software when my computer talks to me. So it's, yes. it's life it just, it yeah, in that sense, it has made life so much more uh, better. Um, I probably take a bit more time to do things than the average person because I don't like to make mistakes, so I would check something several times. Um, but, you know, moving forward, you know, things like VAs, using VAs is something that I, you know, I do, um, and that makes a big difference. 
in, in terms of like people helping you out in certain aspects mm -hmm. of the business. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, I know you're you're running these two businesses, um, you know, one, you know, in parallel. Have you faced any um, misconceptions or stereotypes, um, you know, and how did you address them um, and how did you overcome them? That's an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't say I've, I haven't recently, I have in the past, not recently. I think people have an idea that blind people don't work sometimes. So that's that idea that blind people don't work. Um, and the, yeah, I think that there is that because people do have that misconception that blind people won't be able to work. But things are, you know, things have changed so dramatically. The world is changing. Technology, we, we've got so much technology. Um, I meet a lot of people that are blind who have businesses as well, which is which is amazing. Um, I think it's I think the the biggest misconception is that blind has a look. Yes, you know, I get told you don't look blind. What does yeah. blind look like? Uh, that's probably the biggest misconception, and that's just across the board. People thinking you don't look blind, yeah. um, or associating blind with somebody that's really elderly. You can you could lose your sight at any age, and I think there's that biggest that's a big misconception. Is that the misconception in the business world? I wouldn't say it's, that's just singular to the business world. I think that's across the board, really. So, how do you overcome them? Um, do you speak to them, or you know, you just you know, like I said, mindset, of course, plays a big part. Yeah. So. I think you just sometimes just got to educate people and just just be honest and just tell that, you know, if they've made if they've said something out of line, just say, you know, think respectfully, just just mm. correct them respectfully. Um, because they may not know. It's it's they may not have meant to, to intend to be rude. Just I think just respectfully correct them. And you know, that's the best that you can do, really. Yeah, because I I would say like you know when you have um this you know what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs especially if they're starting their mm. own journey um because I know you've been in this for a long time and I think that's a good thing in a way like, as well so like people when you are in business for longer the misconceptions and the stereotypes mm. stereotypes do drop you know they 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 they. they it's not happening but the people who are just starting of course they would encounter you know that sort of misconceptions and stereotyping so how what advice would you give them i would say always be open about your disability because i know there's been times that i haven't always been open but as i'm getting older i'm i'm, I'm finding that actually being open and honest about what you what you can do and what you can't do is is very something that you should do Mm -hmm. um but I think also try to get help if you need it don't you know don't think you can do it all um if yeah. you need help then ask for it and you know I'm also guilty of that I try to be that person that can do it all but I can't can't do it all um so if you need help then you know get it get it and ask for it um I'd say that would be my best two pieces of advice okay so in terms of like you said you, you need help so you you mean um to say that um you've actually built like this supportive network and community around you around your business, um am I correct in saying that that you have this network support network already in place um that helps you and sort of like if you can tell me like a bit more about them are they like um 
you know, business people or I, are they like uh, personal contacts? Yeah. So I would say that I have, I've got, I've got a, quite a supportive uh, network. Um, I think personally, I could probably, I probably could tap into a bit more help. Yeah, definitely have, like, <laughs> I, I think everyone needs to that. <laughs> I'd you try know, and I could, tap I, in. Yeah. <laughs> I could tap into a bit more help. Um, my mum is a really great supporter. So my mum lives quite local to me. Um, my mum's very, a great, you know, great help. Real, you know, with the kids, um, it just if I needed her to, to help me something, she's great help and great support. Um, I've got my sister as well. My sister's also in business. My sister is fantastic support in the sense that we brainstorm together. We actually have brainstorming days together where we sit down and we brainstorm, you know, which direction we're going in in our business. Um, got loads of great business friends networking like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that that's that's always great because they you know some of the people that I network with, with don't have disabilities but they run they have a business they have a business and they have similar struggles to myself um, so that's always great to be, be in that community with them um last year I started to tap into uh disability world a bit more actually um because that was that was something that I was I, I wouldn't say shying away from but I was probably looking in at, at, at that kind of world. But last year, I kind of got more involved with disability, the disability world, because actually a lot of people in the disability world are going through the same as myself. Um, and I, I became part of a podcast collective with some other visually impaired uh, oh, people. Nice. That's and that's, that's really nice. Um, it's really great. Um, I also, I tapped into this group online which was a, which is a group for people that have disabilities and chronic illness, um, and it's it's run by a lady called Sarah, and that's a great that's been a great group. Um, it's how to excel against the odds, and that's been oh, a great nice. place um, where people just give advice. People, uh, if anyone's got any challenges, they just post about it, and we offer advice. But it's also a place to network, and that's been a really great group as well. So I guess yes, I have got um, support, and I think everybody needs support in some shape or mm -hmm. form. Yeah. So in terms of of the industry, because I know you are in the education industry and also in the travel industry, mm. do you believe that in um, for entrepreneurs with visual impairments, um, there are specific industries and sector that they can particularly excel or it can be anything that they want, they put their mind into? What do you think? What's your opinion yeah. about that? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I would say... I mean, I'm always going to push business to start a business of some shape or form so that you can live life, you know, on your terms. I'm always going to push that, uh, firstly. Um, I think the arts, the arts is a good place, can be a good place for disabled people. It's a good place for you to be able to express yourself. Um, but yeah, I think, I think any, I think any sector can work for anyone disabled, but definitely starting a business is like, First thing I'd say to anyone that's disabled, start some sort of business, um, some sort of shape or form. It has to be, they have to be passionate about it as well, of course, because if they start, yeah. just start a business without... Like, no, you have being... to be passionate. Find something you're passionate about and yeah. you know, see what sort of things are missing and what, what could you start um, that could, yeah, yeah, what could you start that's on your terms? You can work around your lifestyle, family. Yeah, with the, with the travel business as well, like for yourself, of course, people with disability 
it's being catered for now compared to yes. as before. Um, so do you get quite a lot of those requirements now um, in terms of your business? There's quite a few suppliers that, that just, they, they solely um, work with like, disabled clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, actually, I, I don't, don't get as many inquiries for disabled tra- travellers as I'd like to okay. get. Um, but I have had a couple in the past. And actually, you know, you're right. Things have really changed dramatically and there are loads more options available. Um, and I guess, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're definitely right when you say in saying that things have really changed dramatically. People don't have to worry like before. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's it's so much more accessible um, in terms of travel. Yeah. So in terms of um, the business that you're running, can you share um, a success story or achievement in your business that you're truly proud of, especially considering your unique challenges? Um, oh, that's a hard one. Um, I would say it would probably be last year was my 10-year anniversary in my yeah, first wow, business. Wow, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't celebrate it for some silly reason. I just didn't. I let it go past like a normal day. Um, and it was, I was, I was, I realized I should have actually celebrated it. So I think this year I will celebrate. Um, this year will mark five years that I've been in travel as well. So I, I think do, that yes. I need, to, I think that those are their milestones um, because we both know that not many businesses make it that far. So I, you know, yeah, I should celebrate. Within three celebrate years, you're all done. <laughs> well, actually, I think those are the those are the things I should celebrate. Yeah, I think those those are the two things. So the success and achievement is actually being able to to celebrate the ten yeah. years and then the five years. The five years, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's been a long. That's long, actually, in business terms. So looking ahead, um, what are the different aspirations and goals and for the future of your business? For example, will if we do the if we do the tutoring first and then, um, of course, the travel business. Travel. Um, so I think for tuition, I would like to expand um, into the Middle East. I'd like to take on some more yeah. Middle East clients. Um, and also potentially look at um, maybe franchising would be something that I'm quite keen to do in the future. Um, I think with travel, mm-hmm. I would love to look at um, some sort of organising some sort of trip that was aimed at families, but was also looking at education in some sort of shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do some sort of tour, whether it's something like taking, I mean, I don't know where specifically, but some sort of education trip that was really aimed at the family and keeping them together and creating memories and um, so I guess that's something that I'd like to, to do in the future okay. yeah that's that's nice as well yeah you can combine both of your business <laughs> yeah yeah so um one of the things um I'm actually curious about as well in terms of um especially with the travel um it, how do you manage it um because you have two businesses right so how do you manage both of them? Because <laughs> they're totally different from each other. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, because it's like you get very busy, I would say. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say the main thing that I do is I would say that I have set days. I, so I have set days for each okay. business. 
Okay, that's good. Um, I have set days for each business, and I try to be quite I try to be quite strict about those those times. Um, so I have set days for each, both businesses. But then going into that, I I say to myself, well, actually, I try not I try to I try to think about my family time as well. I have a family too, so I try to you know have three segments. Uh, business, tuition business, travel, my family. And then I try to squeeze in some time for myself, you know, for myself as well. So I guess it's just having um, clear time slots for everything that I'm doing and trying to stick to them. I'd say that's probably the, that's the, the, the thing that I do every, every Sunday, try to find block. Block, block the time. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, good idea to do it that way because it's totally, it's quite difficult if you're running two businesses, you know, if it gets mixed during the day. Um, okay, um, thank you. Thank you for that. So I think this is my last question. Well, not really last question. Is that, you know, if you can give our listeners, you know, um, the your words of advice um, for, for them as they start their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, um, I would definitely say, Write down your vision. Mm-hmm. Write, write down, you know, what you want to achieve in one year, you want to achieve in five, what you want to achieve in 10 years. And just keep keep referring over the over the time, just keep referring back to that vision that you create for yourself. Because every day will, will give you a challenge. There will be a challenge every single day. But if you keep your vision clear, then I think the rest will fall into place. Keep your vision clear. And keep your goals clear, and the rest will all fall into place. Okay, that's that's really great. Thank you, thank you so much for that insightful um, talk today. Thank you, thank you so much for that, Anita. Oh, no, so, <laughs> so everyone, um, we'll be back again in the next two weeks for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode. So, thank you. Bye. Bye.